Yeah, no, it's it feels amazing that I took some power. You know what I mean? Throughout this whole process, everybody has underestimated me, underestimated my knowledge, underestimated my will, underestimated his lawyer, him, the judge, everybody. I just feel always at a disadvantage, but I'm not giving up. Like I'm just not going to give up. And no one's helping me. You know, left me in a room with my two kids for four months. July, August, September, October, November. November 4th, I take over the house. And um, it's great. It's a great feeling. It's a big, it's a big fuck you to everybody. You know, I can do this on my own. And I'm smart enough to do it. For months, Jennifer had been jumping from motel room to motel room with her two small children. After months and months of struggle in survival mode, Jennifer takes matters into her own hands and regains back control of the house. She finally moves back into her house with her children. But her husband is not done fighting. You know, he's threatening me. He's going to take over the house. He's going to call the cops. He's going to do all this stuff. So the next day he flies back from the next day. So Friday, uh, the next day, Saturday comes now. And Saturday comes and he, you know, my, he, he's getting, he comes with the cops. So the cops call me up, uh, Saturday. This is like three o'clock in the afternoon. A cop calls me and he's like, hi, my name is officer so-and-so your, your ex-husband is here and he's telling me that he went on a trip and that you took over the house and you're not letting him back in and he needs to come back in that it. Um, and then I said, no, I have a court order saying that the house is mine and I have the court order printed out. I have the deed printed out and I'm, I, I knew this was going to happen. Right. So I'm prepared. And so the cop's like, okay, well then, you know, I'm gonna, I'm going to come over and we're going to have a discussion about this. And I said, sure, let, let's have a discussion about it. So he, so the two cops come first, two officers come first. And, you know, they're, they're talking to me and I show them the, the order. And it clearly says that me and the two minor children should be in the house. And the officer is like, well, you know, this is not for me to interpret. And I can't make that call. But it doesn't say the date that he needs to leave. And I'm like, we're in November. And this is dated July 1st. The judge doesn't, doesn't need him to stay in this house until November. And the, the officer is like, well, it looks like he, he, like he needs to be in this house. It looks, he, you just took it over. Like you just took it over now. And he left on vacation. That's why you got the house. And I'm like, yes, but I'm supposed to have the house in the, from since July. So me and the officer are like arguing. And I'm and at this point I'm hysterical and I'm crying at points and I'm 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 fearful now because they think that he needs to be in this house. Yeah, he's like, well, it doesn't say a date that he needs to leave. Because there's no date that he needs to leave, then it makes it unclear. And I'm like, well, even if there's no date for when he needs to leave, this is dated for July. We're in November. Nobody is gonna expect him to still be here if the court order is dated for July 1st. 
And the reason there's no, he's like, well, I've never seen anything like this before. There needs to be a date of removal. And the whole thing is, is that the judge left. And because this judge left, everything was done so poorly. They just quickly got things done just to get it done. So they didn't even do it right. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't done right. And because it wasn't done right, everybody's like, we don't know what to do. We don't know what to do. And I told the officer, I was like, listen, if this man comes into this house, there is going to be a fight and I'm going to have to call you again, right? I'm going to have to call again. And there's a possibility that he might come into this house and he might murder me. And then what's, I won't be able to make that call. And then you're going to come back to this house as a murder scene. And I'm telling you that this is happening. And I, in New Jersey, you can record conversations. You don't need consent. So I had my, my watch on the whole time recording. Soon as the cop rang the doorbell, my, my watch was on recording everything. And so I'm like hysterical and, um, his, another deputy or officer or a higher rank officer comes in and he's listening to me talk to the, to the same guy. Right. And he was like, what's the problem here? So I show him everything. And he was like, honestly, there's two things you can do. You can do, you can get a restraining order and you have to come to the police station uh, or, you know, we can call the prosecution's office and let them interpret it because we, we can't interpret this. So I said, I can't leave my kids here alone. My son already had asked me, he's like, mommy, are you in trouble? The cops are here. Um, are they going to take you away? And when the cops said I had to leave to get this restraining order, I'm like, I can't leave with you. Like, I can't leave my kids because they're going to think that mommy's in trouble. Mommy's getting arrested. I'm trying so hard not to traumatize my kids throughout this whole process. You know what I mean? Like, I always put them first. And I didn't want to leave. So I said, call the, then do the second option. Call the prosecution's office. I want, let them interpret it. Like, I cannot leave my kids here. I'm not leaving them you know and they're in their room they're locked up in their room not locked up but like i put them in the room and i told them don't leave the room so they're they're waiting now they're calling the prosecution's office they left a message they're waiting for a call back you know the guys are talking to me and they're all like oh well you know um clearly you know you're scared and he's been abusive to you but at least he's been good to the kids and I looked at them and I was like, really? If them watching their mother be abused, it means that they, they're good, then I really don't know what good is. It's just, it's, for me, the whole thing is, it's like if a man is abusing his wife, what do you think he's doing to two innocent kids? I'm a grown adult woman. And the things that he's done to me, manipulate, like everything that he's done to me, he's doing to the kids too. It's this big misconception that somehow the kids are free from it. They're not. An abuser will always be an abuser. It doesn't matter if it's their children. You know, they're weak, they're vulnerable, they don't know better. Despite having moved back to the house, Jennifer is extremely nervous about the thought of her abusive husband coming to the house and potentially harming her and the kids. Fortunately, she gets some good news from the police. They call the prosecution's office, the prosecution's office, they read, they read it out to them and they come back and they said, yes, he's not allowed to be in the house. Oh my God. My, I was just so fucking happy 
so happy when they said that to me because just the idea of him coming back into the house, my body was shaking in fear. Like I was shaking in fear because I didn't know what would happen if they had left me. And so they told him, they asked me if he can get some stuff to go. So I said, sure, let him get his, let him get the stuff. And then they told me to stay away. They put me in the kitchen and they're like, we don't want you to see him. He doesn't see you. Stay away. Okay, sure. He goes upstairs. He grabs his things. He comes back downstairs. There's two officers there. The one officer was following him, came back downstairs with him. So he's by the front door. I'm in the kitchen. My kids come out of the room now and they start they come out of the room and they look and they said, I hear my older one tell my younger one, oh, there's two of them. There's two of them. So the officers start to laugh and I, my reaction is to protect my kids. So I go towards them, right? And so now I'm in his line of vision. I'm in his line of vision and he sees me and he starts yelling. She's laughing. She's laughing. Why the fuck is she laughing in front of the police officer? The, you know, and he and the police officer now is yelling and screaming at him and pushes him out of the house you know saying this is exactly what i didn't want to happen i don't want you guys getting into a fight blah 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 whatever and pushes him out of the house this man attacks me in front of the police like if he's doing that in front of the police what would he have done if the police were not there do you know what I'm saying? I did nothing to him. He just saw me. I did. No words came out of my mouth. You know what I'm saying? No words came out of my mouth. And then, you know, he tells the police officer it's his time with his kids and he needs the kids. This time this man has nowhere to go. So the police officer looks at me and tells, comes into the house, tells me, you know what? It's he wants the kids. It's his time with the kids. What do you want to do? And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, well, you know, he's, it's, it's his time with the kids. And if you deny him his time with the kids, he's going to use it against you. And I'm like, okay. So now I have to let him have the kids. Where are they going? I don't know. And I had to like pretend for the weekend. So he comes back Saturday. He gets them for Saturday, Sunday. And I told them, I'm like, listen, the kids are with me because he went on vacation. He told me to keep the kids. It's not like I took the kids from him. But now because he's back, he wants the kids. So I have, I can't say anything. So he takes the kids with him. I have to pretend to the kids now everything is fine. All of that stuff that just happened, my, I have to pretend now it's okay. Daddy's, daddy's taking you now. Daddy's, daddy's back and daddy wants to be with you and daddy wants to spend time with you. You guys are going to have so much fun, you know, and it's going to be a great time with daddy. And I'll see you. I'll see you back Sunday night. I'll come and pick you up. At the police station. So they, they, they go. And I speak to the officer. And the officer tells me. He's like you know what. If you want to go for a restraining order. You should. You could do that. But you would have to go to the courthouse. So the option of me going to do it with them now is gone. Right. They're like go do it at the courthouse. On Monday. So the other thing is I have the house, right? But now I'm scared shitless. I'm walking around with my pepper spray. I have all the lights on. 
I just don't know. Like I'm a sitting duck. Like this is how I feel. You know what I mean? I don't know if he's what he's going to do, where his anger is going to take him because this man has anger issues, right? Understandably, he has the kids, but I'm just so scared. Like I just don't know what he's capable of doing. And so I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to go get this restraining order. And so I get a temporary restraining order. And um, the temporary restraining order, like it just brings so much peace because like before having it, I was just like so scared. So, so scared. Jennifer can finally breathe a sigh of relief a temporary sigh of relief because the threats of her husband are still looming very large and then he closes the door and he threatens me um telling me to enjoy the house while i still can and saying things like you know there's nothing i can do to stop him from coming to the house there's nothing i can do from stopping him from mowing my lawn mowing the lawn there's nothing i can stop him from from parking across the street and and being around the house in the next and final episode of jennifer's story we will go over where her american divorce story stands today in fact to this day she is still without a job no income and in the middle of the ongoing court battle with her husband again if you are able to provide legal assistance to her in new jersey Please reach out to us and we will put you in touch with Jennifer. See you next time for the final episode of Jennifer's Story.